2: Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Kramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Can't see in the dark. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl here with Jim Cramer and David Faber trying to stabilize after Monday's 4% bear market drop. Got some support here from Oracle's quarter and core PPI, the lowest annual gain of the year. Oil is near 123. Our roadmap begins with Wall Street's woes, investors closely monitoring inflation headwinds, recession risk, and watching the tea leaves from the Fed. Plus, take
0: a look at shares of Oracle, or we will, because they are surging ahead of the open. The company's seeing strong demand for its cloud software. And of course, keeping an eye on that continued plunge in Bitcoin, cryptocurrency hitting a low below 21,000 overnight, now 68% off its highs for the year.
2: Let's begin with the markets after yesterday's uh, brutal sell off. Uh, Jim, PPI is not the most important print in the world, no. but 8.3 is a heck of a lot better than 9.6 in March.
3: Yeah, but these are just awful. Uh, and it, it keeps the heat on the Fed to do something. Uh, I think that, look, I, I'm going to do a piece tonight about the Fed. It's just that we, we blame them for everything. It's certainly they're blamable for some things. But I spoke to my friend Dave Tepper last night, and uh, he just said, listen, remind me, Jim. He, he taught me a lot that I know. So said, Jim, I just got to remind you once again, this is not yet the time to make money. This is time to not lose money. And uh, I like to have, uh, of course, I listen to my other teacher, uh, Cooperman, and he's pretty negative. I don't want to, I mean, Tepper's just basically saying, look, there's no reason to be a hero. I come back, and Lee obviously is, is pretty negative. I come back and say, listen, we're incredibly oversold. Historically, this is a pretty good time to buy. Uh, the dip buyers seem to have been completely blown out. David recognizes that. But he, look, he kind of sees the world in the chaotic moment uh, where you can just kind of just riff on anything not being great. I think, David, the Bitcoin fiasco uh, stops today as these people come on. And talk about how great it is. It's a storeholder value. Novogratz,
0: for example. Yeah, I mean, and they always, they always mention they always
3: mention blockchain.
0: I mean, I'm sorry, I'm tired of that. Blockchain. Blockchain. The underlying technology is not going anywhere. It's, the it's going to grow. Fine. Yeah. It's the direction. The direction. is But what for do you, the you think the impact of this of the losses in crypto are going to be? Because they there are many everybody. retail investors who own crypto. Many. And well, they're
3: being blown out just yes, like in two thousand, and like goodbye. Like Robinhood, goodbye, and we tried so hard to have it not be goodbye. We we hit the spacks every day, Carl. We talked about how you can't be levered. We got we talked about how you can't be in the joke stocks. Nobody, you know, a lot of people did not listen. The younger people, the amount of looks like this, the amount of money
2: that's going down,
3: like in the Robinhoods.
2: Bye. Well, this blog post from uh, Brian Armstrong over at uh, oh,
3: yeah, Coin crazy.
2: is pretty interesting. We appear to be going uh, into recession, which could lead to an extended crypto winter. As hard as we try to get this right, it's clear that we overhired and they're going to let go of 18 percent of the team.
3: Well, once they rescinded the offers, you knew they were in trouble because who would ever leave the company again to go to a place where they rescinded the offers? Uh, everyone's always, this is another one, David. You everyone always says they think these people are geniuses which people the coinbase people okay brian armstrong
0: genius. yep okay is this, is this genius is this genius do you call it genius do i call what a a stock price that's down uh 80 percent genius or are you saying that i i mean i'm sure he's a very capable smart well, guy that doesn't matter. I, I don't really know him well i well, think i've met him once okay what well, do you have bad inning. uh well one bad inning can can,
3: you can he's lose not the making game. a playoffs this year. I mean, look, I'm just saying that we always like you know, Tom Farley. Was, I have great respect for this. I have great respect for that. You know what they really say when they're not with, when they're off TV? <laughs> man, he's choking. That's what we have to do. We have to tell the truth. We have to tell the truth. When you fire 18% of people, when you rescind your offer, David, that is suboptimal and ill-advised.
0: Uh, okay. I mean, I'm trying to think through this. I mean, he may be responding to current business conditions well, I'm just to try to actually make sure that he's still got a business by laying people off. I'm just saying that that may not be ill-advised. Well, I'm just saying that there's
3: a... A lot of people got in these coins, like the Dogecoin, since Saturday Night Live, down yep. 95%. Yep. And they thought they could trade them and make a lot of money and maybe even leave. There her. was a great deal you, you of speculative
0: got, excess in this, in this set. In At one this point, point I was getting 8% of um, on my Bitcoin. Right. We you know all that wondered about these business models that were based simply on paying these incredibly high deposit rates and well, what but that the, was all about. This existed because the government chose not to... Chose go- the government chose to look the other way, Carl. But it doesn't mean that, that digital currencies are not going to live on as a significant factor No, of course, and they can economy. bounce, too. I'm just saying I'm not- that. No, but I mean, you know, we had an incredible amount of excess and speculation in the late 90s. We sat there every single day, Mark, Joe, and I, talking about the absurdity of it all. Didn't right. stop. Until it finally did. But when it started. There were many business models that were funded that never should have had a, a chance at all. They all folded, but at the end of the day, there also were great businesses that came out of that. And, and it's not like the internet wasn't a real thing. Alphabet. It was the biggest thing. Right, Alphabet came out of it, Amazon. Later, right? Amazon came out during that period. Right. Um, there were others no. okay, there were others Facebook we are. came after that yeah there were others okay. oh come on there were plenty of companies that are still around I'm, or look, that I'm just saying
3: I'm just saying that last night I went home and I said I hope after I sold the last bit of my Bitcoin that the money will come back to me that they'll wire the money to me now see if I have money with J.P. Morgan I'm not as frightful about them wiring the money to me but J.P. Morgan was offering me no money no interest
0: David, I was getting interest galore, but I just want the money back now. I know, but you pointed it out all the time because you wondered about it, and yet you still left your money there. I now sold, I sold everything to buy that farm except for a little piece to keep track right, of it. Fine. So you're not going to see that money again?
3: I have, David, if I don't see that money again, then you're going to hear the firm, firm's name that didn't send me the money, and that, <laughs> talk about suboptimal. I don't think if they don't send me, if they don't send me the money, I think that could be a clarion call.
2: Yeah. Uh, We're we're rooting for you, Jim. Yeah, thank you. As for things that might provide (laughs) some support to Bitcoin or actually help it explode higher, uh, Mike Novogratz talked about the tie between the cryptocurrency and the Fed. Here's what he said on Squawk.
3: Bitcoin will lead the markets back out of this this Fed tightening. The moment the Fed flinches, the moment, you know, Powell pauses because the economy is really starting to roll over, you're going to see Bitcoin explode north.
2: So that's interesting. I mean, is it a function of rates, or others argue it's a function of money growth, which we don't expect to explode higher any well, time soon? Well, I think this
3: is part of what people are mad about j Powell. I mean, j Powell created a bubble, a lot of bubbles, and this one he, he created, and no one did anything about it. It wasn't like he came on TV and said, Look, I think the crypto, I think people are borrowing too much. He never said anything. I and mean, Gary Gensler came on Mad Money, the chairman of the SEC, and said, Jim, you
0: shouldn't be earning. That those prices. Gary Gensler came on and said a lot of things, but the SEC takes a very long time to actually do anything. Yes. No, look, I. We're still waiting. And obviously. Well, no, I am Congress still is, waiting
3: for the money.
0: I want to. Is this all we're going to hear about now? The money? Carl, it's going to be funny when you find out no, it's $37. No, Exxon. We have
3: a special in Exxon, June 22nd. They made more money than God. Did you know that? Uh, well, that's okay. I
0: never I, equated
3: God with was, money, but was the only president...
0: only $23 last year. It wasn't that much. Apple what, made a lot more each quarter than they did. So, what what did know. God bat last year? Not as... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, sluggy don't percentage. Don't. Well, and we know... That, didn't hit as
3: many homers as Pete we Alonso. We know that. I'll tell you that much. Was God long crypto? I mean, how did the president ev- evoke God? I thought he was, like, you know, you don't, God. You he know. was in
0: the moment being casual. Oh, in the moment. Okay. Yes yes let's leave that out you're very critical well actually, i am critical you are fractious and i'm unruly yes
2: energy is interesting now that we know the president is going to saudi arabia yeah. in july
3: well he can uh, speak to them he can't country, speak to exxon our, but boy the sheikhs dynamite they, uh, one of guy, the journalists was murdered there washington, well, washington
2: that's that's why the president has, has called the country a pariah at the same time jim um opec says they see considerable risk uh, for oil demand growth to revert to pre-pandemic levels. So do we think this is going to result in output hikes or not? Daniel Jurgen yesterday suggested maybe it will.
3: Look, I think that as long as that war goes on, Ukraine, Russia, we're going to have famine and we're going to have higher oil prices. And both are real bad. The famine going to be quite worse, but it's in, in countries that we may not see because they provided a, a lot of food to, to Africa. But the Russians get away with it. I don't know how the, the the Chinese don't turn on India. But those are the countries that have to turn on Russia. Uh, I think in the meantime, the Western nations are funding the war. Uh,
2: Russian it, oil output is 5% higher not, this month than it was last month.
0: 40% of their net. Yeah, of with their, Europe not buying nearly as much, because as, as you point out, China right. and India are. They filled the gap in more. Well, and at these that? kind of prices, it's fueling their ability to continue this war. Well, that's um, so that, you know, and now they,
3: you're starting to see that the numbers they have. If you go from 100 people, soldiers dying a day, to 200 soldiers dying a day for Ukraine, they don't have the horses.
2: Do you ever think about walking into the office one day and hearing that Putin is gone, however he may be gone? And well, is there is there a way to hedge for that? I
3: waited for Stalin. I waited for Mao. Those guys died in their
0: beds. It'd be a great day. Oil would go down a lot. It would be a great day. Yeah. But oil- Oil is that what you're thinking? No, about? it would be a great day, period,
1: for the
2: world. Thank you. I was giving you, <laughs> and that oil was just me, also that, go down a That was a just
3: me trying to create some needless yes. controversy. I know that you think of, that you're you Thank humanitarian. You. Thank you. Yes, I do think, but I also know that he seems to surround himself with some sort of Praetorian guard, and so far, uh, it just doesn't look like that anyone's been able to lay a glove on the guy.
2: But does it make, I mean, Cooperman talking about a recession, Coinbase talking about a recession, James Gorman talking about a recession. Well we've not talked as, as Gorman said, nobody knows what the picture is going to be like well, in a we, matter of months.
3: We have talked ourselves in a recession. I mean, the nobody. consumer is so strong. But we just have decided that consumer's balance sheet doesn't matter. The corporate balance sheet doesn't matter. What matters is the Fed was stupid. I mean, that's what the year. I mean, these, again, I'm trying to talk about the way they talk, not on TV. On TV, everybody's a diplomat. On TV, everyone's so yeah. I mean, in real life, they're saying, "Well, what a knucklehead pal was he, screwed up." Well, and also the administration,
0: the Journal Today did a long story about About fighting fighting the last war, uh, having the same policies that they did in terms of the financial crisis, which this was a very different set of economic circumstances, and how that exacerbated inflation in a way that hadn't been anticipated. But all right, that's where we are. Well, okay. So look, let's let's the question is where we're going. I'm, I'm
3: defending Jay here for a second. Okay, so there's a, one, a country with 1.4 billion, and they have an a di- iron hand dictator. Until this most recent outbreak, I think many Americans decided China passed us, both in intellect and, and in uh, firepower, okay? And now suddenly, they are not paying any attention to what any scientist is saying. They're trying to stop an illness that is not stoppable because we have no natural uh, immunity to it. And you now, so suddenly, we no longer respect the Chinese. I mean, I, I just see everything's a little upside down here. I think that the Chinese uh, could easily say, OK, we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna talk to Pfizer. That, not that they watch the show. And we're done. And that's the one that I think is just great. That would be great. Because then we would have enough. There would be a settlement of the supply chain that would make it so that Jay has a shot
2: you see that as more likely than, say, peace talks in yes. Kiev. Yes, yes. I, I really think that
3: Jay, look, Chinese said we, we can do it this way. I think in, back in November, when everyone decided that he was a complete moron knucklehead and didn't know anything and never even went to wherever, kindergarten, uh, it was because people felt that how did you not know that Omicron was going to be fine? Well, you know what? The Chinese, decided the Chinese the Chinese disease, according to President Trump, they didn't realize they thought that Omicron was,
0: was going to be really bad. Well, and they're, uh, yeah, they're, the credibility of their leader is at stake. And they're, yes. they're sticking there 5, with zero, zero people COVID. Died. And therefore, that opening has not really happened in the way that perhaps had been but, hoped for. But that's for the one that's Beijing the wild card. With all the testing requirements, people having to take an hour off of work virtually every day to get tested. Um, well, at some point, you? I'd love to get back to the stock market. I feel like, you know, you're, you're kind of, you don't want to talk about it. I've been up all night talking about the stock market to myself. To yourself?
3: Yeah. yeah, and I myself
0: has agreed that Dave Tepper's.
3: Right. Even
2: even Lisa went into the next room.
3: What? So she decided not to stay with me. I, li- I mean,
2: <laughs> tell me more
0: about what Tepper had to
2: say. Just I feel said, like I didn't get Jim, enough.
3: You're not, you know, you're being too bullish by even saying anything that's bullish. You know, remember the teachings. Really? This
0: is not the time. The teachings. What is a
3: Yoda? You've insulted me enough in this first block that I'm ready. Just say, Dave I've insulted say, you. The wire we processed today. We actually requested the money after. N- it's supposed to be at nine. Money is supposed to come in. you You're not nine. getting your money. Now it's you're not getting now your money. It's, now it's Why? stuck. Your money's stuck. No. My money's
2: well, <laughs> stuck. We'll spot you.
3: I'm, I'm getting this money back. <laughs> the world's my life to Like John C.
2: McGinley in uh, Wall Street. Here's meanwhile, a C note. C- like, c- yeah, well, c- I mean, c- meanwhile,
3: like all these people, like, they come on, Bitcoin's fine because I just want my
2: cash back. Oh, Apple pay you. Here you go. Ding, ding. We're <laughs> good. When we come back, uh, this activist push over at FedEx results in some changes to the board and a 53 percent hike to the dividend. We'll get details. Take a look at the pre-market. We'll get to Oracle. We'll talk 50, 75, 100 and lots of calls today. Best Buy, HPE, Netflix, Tractor Supply and more when we come back.
4: Let's get straight to the point.
0: FedEx shares on the move uh, this morning. Uh, Looks like it's going to be up by my count here, about 18 bucks. Uh, We'll give you a look at it in a second as well. Um, Why? Well, they reach a settlement with with an activist investor, D.E. Shaw, the giant hedge fund that obviously does a lot more than just activism, but has over the last few years certainly been um, more active, uh, including in Exxon, Lowe's, a number of other companies along the way. Uh, Two new directors added immediately to the company's board, a third to be agreed upon, and I'm told... Uh, from what I understand, you know, shortly will be added as well to the board. So three directors. They also increased the dividend. Uh, Amy Lane and Jim Venna, by the way, are those Venna remember uh, railroad guy known for operations? They're a director shortly uh, in that uh, agreement with D. E. Shaw. They also increased the dividend significantly. Uh, 115 a, a share now. That's a 53% increase in the dividend. Second largest dividend increase in the company's history um, as well. Uh, And finally, at least the news we've gotten so far this morning uh, in a press release that was released at 8.30 this morning, they've also changed their executive compensation program to more closely align with total shareholder return uh, and also to sort of measure capex to revenue and things of that nature. You know, we talked about this name, guys, in the past I made the point, Jim, some time ago about the possibility of activism at FedEx in part because its market cap was roughly half that of UPS, while its revenues were similar. And what you would hear from shareholders who are frustrated is, you know, if you get it right, it could be a double, right? I mean, the TNT deal didn't work out well. They're not nearly as profitable as they should be. They spend excessively on planes. Their free cash flow conversion is too low. They try to be all things to all people. This is a step towards trying to change that. By the way, they have a new CEO, only two weeks in the job.
3: Right, uh, although he's from the organization. Yes, he oh, was God. president prior to that. Uh, Dave, repeatedly you have said that someone's going to come in because they were spending so much money on planes. Uh, Europe did not work at all. Uh, Fred retired, okay, Fred Smith. I'll tell you what's good about this situation, David. Tell me. Uh, there has been, there's a note today about Amazon Web Services saying it's low, but they expect a second a half strong. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think that FedEx if they figured it out could be as good as United Parcel was for the holiday season and United Parcel has since come down a great deal. Uh, there's yes. also some labor negotiations
0: coming yes through. that, that Yes, right, that could be a, a real issue for them at UPS the labor negotiations yeah. as well By the way on FedEx we're going to get earnings fairly soon uh, at the end of the month they're going bring in, uh, is, gonna, is going to bring an in investor day where we may get additional news perhaps you know some additional things in terms of their focus on operations and what their plans are. Uh, Jim, but this is a significant moment for the company. Very much, yeah. Look, I, this is a great American company. The transports have been horrendous. This is,
3: you know, Carl. When I look at, at what's going on out there, there's really not much that's good. But then last night, we got an amazing quarter from Oracle. Much better than I thought. You know, Safra Catz and. And Larry Ellison told a really good story. We got this FedEx news. Oil is, a good, is good. We want oil to come back. It's been a leader. Coinbase was down very badly. Suddenly, Coinbase is up. Things are shaping up. You know, the PPI was not as desperate as we thought. Things are shaping up for a bounce, mostly because I think uh, when I watch Squawk, no one said to buy anything. And that's when you get a bounce.
2: Well, uh, you uh, tweeted this morning about The New York Times top of the fold. Uh... S&P, S&P chart is generally what you see at certain so moments. It's
3: so funny. I look at the I, – I read the, the dot-com now, so I didn't realize until I saw yours that it was top of the fold. Yeah. And when, you know, we don't, the one thing, David, we lacked were TV guys, but maybe they don't have any more money to have TV
2: guys. <laughs> the satellite truck yeah. indicator.
3: There's no more satellite trucks, it's too expensive. No, just Zoom everything. Yeah, you Zoom everything. The amount everything. of money we've saved, it's incredible. Did you see we had a Zoom that was a guy like, had, there was 15 minutes he had to spend the extra money on Zoom?
0: I know. Did you, you see got, Lee Cooperman's shot, though, looked pretty good. <laughs> well, that was, yeah, I that mean, was Corona. We, everybody corona. was like, where is Snoop Dog? Why isn't he, like, uh, coming it's in? It's
3: Modelo that's the hottest. Modelo Especial. Yeah. Yes, and and then it's Pacifico, and then and the then one Corona. that Lee is
0: pushing. Really?
3: Didn't know Lee's that. not pushing.
0: No, he's not.
2: We will get uh, to Oracle and a little bit more of what Cooperman said. We'll get the mad dash. Countdown to the opening bell in nine minutes. Don't go away. Coming on the heels of yesterday's drubbing, that 18 to 1 down day, so many cross currents today. The Fed meeting begins. We talk some Bitcoin, PPI, even a little bit of corporate news, and we will get to Oracle with futures close to session highs. Opening bell just a few moments away.
0: All right, let's get to a mad dash. We've got uh, two and a half minutes before we get started First with trading. that Your FedEx
3: news is really, and you did break the story, it's very interesting. Well, it,
0: no. okay. It's just
3: getting more and more positive as people realize wait a second, that dividend boost is something to behold. I think it's important because rates have obviously gone yeah, up. Yeah, the
0: dividend boost at FedEx is a very significant one yeah. 53%. Uh, Turning and capital. The second largest, as we said, that they've ever had in the history of the yeah. company. What but do you they, want to talk about? Well, I mentioned that because GM's now below where it came public. Ford is now at the level where I think
3: Ford is very frustrated. Well, Adam Jonas to the rescue. One of our favorite EV ideas right now, internal combustion engine stocks. Typically, that shows you Adam Jonas is saying that Ford and GM maybe are not value traps. Uh, And he believes that they're committed to an all-EV future long term, but you want to buy them now. I think this is an excellent piece. I think that Ford is ridiculously low. I think that Jim Farley's doing a great job. You can't get, you know, his products Have If you try to get any, try to get some of his four products, it's like impossible. Now a lot of that is because we haven't solved the puzzle of semiconductors and supply chain. But he, Jim Farley
0: is convinced that his stock is just too. Jim, cheap. Jim, you I'm know, again, you. to give you credit, listen, you were lo- you loved Ford from the— I And mean, we sold a lot from, at the high. From 6 bucks, Yeah. but obviously it's reversed. We the,
3: sold the, a lot at the high for the club, and you're a member of the club.
0: I, I you're, don't— You're no. not a member of the club. I'm not a member, no. No. It's not. Like, just it's
2: restricted. Up. Go to CNBC.com slash join the club. Sorry, I know it. Let me do that right okay. now. All right. <laughs> QR code on his head. I sold. Right. Use the we, QR code. We sold Jim Ford break. in the
3: mid 20s, and we want very much to buy it back, but we talk about it, so we can't.
0: Replace. So you had a great
3: trade on Ford. That you was owned a great it for you. To it was move a great trade. And, you and now we it. want to buy it back. And now you we, want to buy it yes, back. We want to buy it back because I think Farley right. is committed. I think that the product lines are great. I think that there is just a ridiculous belief that if you're not not uh, Musk, then you're not smart. Can I just say that Musk is torturing Twitter?
2: Just torturing Well, apparently he's going to do it in person, or at least in front of employees, according yeah, to one. They have wonderful. a CEO. Yep. He's I'm going to a tell nice him, when I don't buy your company, you're all coming to the
3: office every day. <laughs> the CEO's a nice man and a good man.
0: All right, all Right. I right. Oh, a nice man, agreed
3: No, I don't mean it negatively. I'm saying he's a real guy. He comes to work. He's trying to do a good job, and he's being hectored to death. By Musk, who obviously thinks that he's just like, this is our time. Musk is despised out there because Musk picks on people who are respected. Despised? Well, there's a lot of people who feel that he's going too far.
2: Well, and they you, also, they well, do. You did tweet that they revere him out there, right? Well, last they revere week? him as
3: a business person, but they think that why can't they avoid all these rules that he does. Sure. Like, why is he? Why does Gensler turn a blunt, you know, there's two little just slap? Because they'd be afraid to go to jail. But they admire him, but they don't want to, they don't understand why they would go to jail and he just sure. got free. Yeah.
2: And he can make fun of people all he wants. Uh, there's know. there's the open guys up 100 points oh, a big boy today. It's Pimco celebrating the launch of its senior loan active ETF, and at the Nasdaq it's Dime uh, Bank shares doing the honors. Jim, you mentioned uh, Tesla. Jonas at Morgan Stanley today says maybe uh, even though they're good at pulling it out on production every quarter, maybe move some EBITDA to, from Q2 to Q3. Yeah,
3: I mean there you go. Like today's Ford day, not Tesla day. Uh, you know, Tesla, I happen to like Tesla. I just feel like that. The antipathy toward Musk it, it is somewhat jealousy, but somewhat that he's just cruel, he's cruel. But I do like Ford a lot, my travel trust owns it, and I think it's done. I think it's time to make the stand, even if there is a, a recession. Uh, they, maybe they'll get the chips they need, because you can't get a Bronco, you can't get a Maverick.
2: Well, yesterday, Mary Barra said the Cadillac Lyric EV sold out in four hours. Now, who knows how many they can make,
3: right? Well, I mean, that's like how many Ford F-150 Lightning is sold out. Uh, but they're not making a lot. But, they, but Jim thinks they can make 600000 in a couple years. I think Mary Barra has done a good job, and the stock is just so low. I like Ford because it's got a yield, and Ford is, uh, has come down a great deal. But these are stocks that, that Jonas correctly says— Uh, may not be value traps this time. There's a lot of value traps out there. I don't think it's those.
2: You mentioned Oracle. uh, Beats on revenue, EPS margin, uh, guides fiscal 23, currency constant, organic cloud 30 plus.
3: This was an amazing conference call and and should be talked about more because it shows you that that tech is alive and well. They are just doing so well. And one of the things they've done, it's very interesting to see that Larry Ellison's was the guy, really, who spoke for Cerner, that acquisition. I think he's taking dead aim at a company called Epic. Uh, And a lot of people, when you go to uh, to a doctor, they use Epic. He wants to basically rip out Epic and come in. I think he's got a balance sheet. He can do it. Uh, this was a very, very positive
0: quarter. David, Wow. these, well, no, it's a really good call. No, I mean, I, but and the stock is reacting, obviously, well, very mean, strongly to the earnings.
3: Yeah, you know, they bought back stock, the 22% uh, 20, uh, license licensed revenues, 25%, infrastructure subscription up five, but I was really encouraged. Total revenues, uh, including Cerner, are expected to, to grow 20 to 22%. Uh, and, you know, Ellison is talking about his ERP cloud and how well it's
0: doing, and were there I, I, any comments at all about the future, or expectations uh, all in All great. Of, Just saying business is very, well, very so why strong. So shouldn't this be seen as a bellwether in some way for well, those that's what who I'm, would say, by the way, it's not going to be as bad as you think, and earnings are going to come well, through, and therefore the multiple, broadly speaking, for some of these great companies has come down too low. I, I, I think that's true. I, I like that analysis. Except I mean, you're following the teachings of Tepper, and so you're not allowed to talk. No, no, it's
3: okay. We can get a bounce here. Tepper did not rule out a bounce. I'm just saying that this Oracle quarter, when you look at the wins that they had, when you realize, I mean, wins in retail, wins in telco, wins in service, wins in, in financials, it means that there's a lot of business being done. And as much as some people may think that Larry's a bit of a braggadocio, I think that Larry's a billionaire who's worked very hard in his life. And Safra cats,
0: David, you've often spoken very posi- positively about Safra. I haven't spoken to Safra in a long time. No, you spoken positive. Yeah, well, she's, she's a very tough lady. They're tough over there, man. They are tough. Heard was a tough guy, too. Yeah, he was. They were just tough. Right, but you know, look, the market can give it up, but I think Carl, Oracle
3: was an excellent.
2: Yep, uh, no El- Ellison talked about even at the low end, uh, NetSuite uh, yep. doing pretty well. Small businesses, which you think might be more exposed uh, to a pending recession. Here's what Kat said about macro
5: going forward and despite the macro environment we continue to expect the revenue growth in our cloud business will accelerate substantially in fiscal year 23.
2: now that said deutsche does cut hpe today to hold 16 target incremental signs of enterprise weakness in software and
3: semis they're just also ran i look i i've not seen enterprise weakness. i just have not seen i've seen People frustrated they didn't get any of the chips they want. The consumer is definitely weak. That's the new theme today is enterprise weakness. I, I'm not getting it. I'm getting a second-rate company like Ewell Packard Enterprise. But if you read Oracle, you would not think that there's any enterprise weakness. The number of, of logos, as I like to say, are just extraordinary. It's just a huge amount of money being spent. So, so
2: the HPE downgrade maybe makes as much sense as the Best Buy downgrade? I thought that was ludicrous.
3: I mean, you get 5% yield. You got a Corey Barrish is an t- absolute terrific CEO. It is true that the gaming cycle is what a lot of people are worried about. Although when you speak to a lot of the good people in that business, they say, wait a second, we've, we've seen no real sign of a slowdown. Look, there are places that are doing well, and then there are places that are doing poorly, and most of the people don't distinguish among stocks that come on our air. They just don't. And I think that that's a shame because there's a lot of companies, David, that are doing yeah, quite well. They get
0: wrapped up in this whole, well, the market's bad. One uh, area that we know is doing well is energy. Uh, and Harold Hamm seems to be pretty uh, How do you positive. How like that? I mean, um, it took you till 9.36 to bring that up. Well, I wanted to let you, you know, get through a lot of things first. But what we're talking about is Harold Hamm. You know him. You've seen him. Comes on our air. Uh, one of the pioneers, right, in terms of, the Bakken. of, in terms of fracking and, yep. and the Bakken. Uh, Continental Resources is his company. He owns 83% of it, by the way, but it's not enough. He wants the other 17%. That's incredible. He's picked a point. And he and makes, most of us would say he's late. But... And he makes an offer to acquire the company for $70 a share. Uh, as you would note, the stock is trading above that. Why? Well, it is seen as a somewhat low offer. Let me tell you the premiums here. Uh, 9% to yesterday's close, 11% to what they're calling the volume-weighted average price over the last 30 trading days, and what they say is a 21% premium uh, for the full year. But of course, yeah, it's moved up a lot because oil has moved up a lot. All of energy's moved up a lot. Multiple overall would seem to be a bit low versus the group, hence you're seeing this reaction. Uh, if he really wants it, he's going to have to pay more. They've established a special committee of the board to obviously deal with their largest shareholder. He also made it clear in his letter, by the way, this is not about him selling, not about him at all interested in any way in another alternative uh, or anything else. If the special committee says no, then they're just going to go home and keep their 83%. But that's where we stand. I guess, Jim, Carl, maybe it means he just thinks there's a great future for energy. For I a think while there now. is,
3: although natural gas is down limit. Natural gas is down extraordinary, 8.5%. I'm trying to find that out. But look, I think that that one of the things about these oil companies is that they generate so much cash that why would you not want the cash yourself? Why do you have to? By
0: get the it way, dollars? I mean the stock is up 343% for the last two years. Well, but uh, 64% to date. And Harold, now I mean, you know, remember when he wrote that billion-dollar check to uh, to his ex-wife? And we thought, ooh, that's a lot, but now he's, now he's worth $23 billion himself, $27 no. billion dollars himself. No comment. No comment. No comment. Okay. I wasn't asking for one. You thinking about checks you've written?
2: <laughs> Those didn't become memes on the internet.
3: No, if I get the check from uh, my bit guy, I might be able to write a check. Where's it? Because he I, What's
0: he doing over there? Oh, my God. I just check again. All this for $37? No, I just want the money back there. I know you do. I know you do.
3: Show me the money, please.
2: Um, to, to your point about NatGas, Jim, uh, Freeport uh, is now eyeing a partial restart in about 90 days. Oh,
3: great. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's. Yeah. It that just shows you how much bad money there is in that well, gas. Because,
0: we should point out Freeport, the private company, along right. with not, Shamir, that is the right. major exporter of LNG from our country. Right. Michael Smith has been a guest with us, CEO. It's uh, been very they good. had a big accident. And they, I know, and but they, they come back it. online, big deal. Well, I mean, no, but no, it's going to take a while. Carl no, said. Uh, but,
3: uh, well, natural gas should not be, look, so they're not going to export that much. It's, it, we
0: use, look, If it's been so hot. This is the wrong Freeport, yeah. guys we talking
3: talking so about hot for going to our natural energy. gas.
0: Who uh, do you, you think
3: is the third largest supply of uh, storage of natural gas? I do not know. Ukraine. Say again? Ukraine. Ukraine. They built a big storage. So you don't want them cut off. They have right. a lot of storage space. Don't fret. Don't sweat the program.
0: Oil is not going down a lot. You don't believe so. Down. Yeah. Well, Russian oil is finding a home. It's not as though it's not on the market. So it's satisfying the demand apparently in India and China, right. who are no longer buying from certain areas. So I know. it's fungible. It's a fungible product. Right. And we don't have the right refiner. we our
3: refining is pathetic.
0: We're we're we're. Yeah, our refining capacity is an issue in terms of gasoline. Will you touch on that at your dock, which no. is on the twenty-second? Not at 8 really a lot. PM. We do not go into refining. So we'll, we'll be ready. This is about you, bigger. This when is, you come on. My show to promote stuff just the When you come price on, to money to promote. Yes, I, I would be ready for that question. Well, I'm not going to talk to you
2: about that. Carl. I mean, there is a downstream element, I'm sure you get to, right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, we, of course. You
0: can't talk about ExxonMobil without talking a bit about downstream, but you we gonna are— going to go religious on me? No. Not to talk religion? No, I'm not going to talk religion the way the president did. But we are going to bring people inside the company. That's part of the documentary, right? This is a company that has been, as I said, for 100 years, perhaps the most relevant company for that long a period Did the you interview Chernow? Did you interview Chernow? Return- yeah. I did not interview Ron. Uh, who wrote an incredible book great about John D. Rockefeller. I, I suggest interview Steve interv- Cole, who also wrote a great book on... I, F- I like
3: Steve very yep. much, but I'd like you to interview... Um,
0: it's too late now. There's no more interviews to be done. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Wait, do you want to make fun of me for anything else? You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Now, I want you to make fun of me, just like
0: you yeah. have. Just do a... Uh, what would you like me to make fun of you about? I have have a nice suit. You You do. do. You look very nice today. Uh, I I don't know. All right, good. I think you'll come
3: up with something. I'll stop. I'll stop. David Tepper was saying, "This is not the
0: time yet to make money. It's just the time to not lose money. It's the teachings. I said it's the teachings of Tepper. I learned from Tepper. There's a time.
2: Tepper one time embarrassed
0: me so badly. There's a time to avoid losing money, and this is the time to avoid losing.
2: money. Are you like biblical now? Well, yes, God. Although, uh, Jim, you met, yeah, I know you read Sembolist over at J.P. Morgan. Yeah. Yesterday, had a series of charts looking at prior post-war downturns and arguing that markets recover even when the economy continues to get worse. Yes.
3: Now, I like that. I like Michael, uh, who, by the way, said to me, Jim, I hope you don't have any money with that bank at the end of the day. Uh, but, yeah, look, I, there's some really interesting stuff. I mean, there's a guy I follow, Ryan Dietrich. Very oh, yes. good. Yeah,
2: great and, you know, he,
3: he showed us. Don't there's a lot of stocks that have already hit that level. I mean the home builders. Now I know when the mortgage rates went to six. Now if you go back to the last Toll Brothers call, Doug Yearly was doing. The CEO was saying, "Listen, five six we're still fine." Uh, a lot of people now talk about seven, eight, and seven, eight. For a thirty-year fixed mortgage? Yeah, and I just don't see that coming. I don't see that coming. I just don't. Although so Wells
2: told the Wells CFO is on the tape. Uh, mortgage banking income could be down 50% from Q1. Uh, do, not, not expect, Q1 was horrible. do not expect any release of cash reserves. Well, I guess that's pretty obvious.
3: I think it's very obvious, but I look at Toll. These stocks are selling at five times earnings, which means you can cut the earnings in half. They're selling at ten times earnings, which would mean that they're bottoming. Uh, Toll bought a lot of stock. Uh, it's still $5 billion market cap. I would argue that their land might be worth that. Uh, people hate that group so much. They hate tech. They hate real estate. You know, they like oil. I mean, if you take a look at some of the stocks that we use, you know, FANG, I just don't look at FANG.
2: What did you make yesterday after the Journal uh, had the story about potential 75 hike tomorrow? Uh, J.P. Morgan said that 100 is a, I think they said, non-trivial risk.
3: Well, look, I want 100 I and I want two, 200 billion in bonds and I want 100. You just want and to get I'm it giving, over with. Get I'm it giving, over with. I'm giving Jay the green light. I mean, look at Mount Mana. I, I mean, like, you know. What? Look at what? Mana. It's like fang. Oh, mana. Oh, fang. Yeah. The old fang. Mana from hell. Right. <laughs> right? It's mana from hell. Yeah. Yes. Used to be mana from heaven. Well, we do get a Stick new with the biblical theme. But there. we and got no, a new celebrating
2: on Netflix out of benchmark today. That's helpful. Oh yeah.
3: so wasn't that helpful? Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. And, and that—that that was and, his, and, like the Coinbase call
0: from JP Morgan.
3: Thank you. And
2: Deutsche, we, after we after the HPE downgrade, they do trim Apple to 175.
0: Yeah,
3: or
2: everyone 200. hates Apple. What
0: of of the group, what, I mean, Alphabet is the one you hear, I think, That's in terms the of being the cheapest. One. That's the cheapest and, one. And 16 times earnings. And 16 and, times earnings with a growth rate far above that. Look, I don't uh, understand and it. And questions call- about, is the ad market somehow going to go and away? And Waymo's Listen, during everywhere. During a recession, when- ads can get cut. They yeah. do get
3: cut. But they're, I think they cut all the second-rate places and concentrate all their money toward the ones that bring customers in. Right. And Alphabet's number one. Uh, I spent a lot of time with Alphabet when I was out there. I, their business is very strong.
0: Okay. Does anyone care? Does it matter? Well, it has sold off a bit less than many of the others. Only but the business is very percent. strong. You'd right. buy the stock if you actually did research on it. So, if you didn't do research on it, you wouldn't buy so the if stock. So you're own this thing for a number of years, this is not a bad... I agree. I'm not saying that. I'm this asking is, the question.
3: Yes. It's not a SPAC. It, no, it is not a SPAC. It's a company that makes a huge amount of money. It's incredibly, incredibly well money, run. Incredible and When margins, Waymo... When Waymo, disciplined I mean, CFO and in Ruth Porat. Incredible. The best. The best CFO maybe in the country. And Waymo's everywhere. You can't. You know, I was going
0: to jump in front
2: of an a AI, Waymo to see if it stopped.
0: AI that apparently is becoming sentient.
3: Sentient, yes. Sentient AI.
2: Don't
0: yeah. kill me. Don't. Yes.
3: Don't look, kill the AI. I, look, that I saw, was a
1: weird story. I man. saw. <laughs>
0: I saw J-
3: Jensen Wang say, "Good job." When a, a machine picked up a thing Jello. Good
0: we job. We should point man. out there's an engineer at Google who basically claimed that their AI is now.
2: Former engineer, right? He's former, gone. Yes. Well, he's
0: suspended. Yes. Well, yes. and yeah. he said you can't. What, you can't, I don't know, you have to ask it. It, it, it understands being disconnected. Yes, yeah. and it needs to have the right to defend yeah, itself. la vista, baby. That's scary. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's where we're headed, Terminator. Skynet. It yep. goes live. Yeah. Skynet. Yep. We, we got, by the way, a reminder, you can get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim, as we said earlier, sign up and find out more at CNBC.com or just use the QR code on your screen. Uh, tenuous gains here at the open, but the Dow still holding 50. some familiar names on the S&P gainer list. Uh, You can't see them here, but Oxy's on there, Marathon, Phillips 66. But FedEx at the top on the heels of that uh, 53% div hike. This is going to be close to a two and a half month high uh, for FDX as the Dow's up 100. Don't go anywhere. Dow barely holding on to some opening gains. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Morning, Bob. Morning, Carl.
1: Uh, Very indeterminate trading. Small caps are weak. Uh, Interest rate sensitive sectors. Utilities, REITs also on the weak side. Take a look at the sectors. Uh, Energy is strong. we got 123 print on oil. That's the highest level since March. That's helped hoping semis rebounding the semiconductor ETF, SMH, 52-week low yesterday, along with NVIDIA. Uh, That's brutal three days. It's bouncing. Consumer discretionary all over the place. Initially, travel stocks were up after a tough three days, Uh, flattish now. Consumer staples, again, flattish, but a little bit of a downside open for uh, Procter, Coke, Clorex, Clorox, for example. Uh, transports. Carl mentioned that uh, big hike uh, in the dividend for FedEx. It's now 2.1% dividend yield for FedEx. That's pretty good. Uh, all the other ones are bouncing. But FedEx was 198 yesterday after a brutal several days. Uh, uh, so that's nice to see that stock bounce. As for where we are, you know, big deal yesterday about the S&P uh, dropping below 20% in the bear market territory. But, you know, join the club. Many of the Big other sectors have been there for a long time. The transports have been there for a long time. The NASDAQ 100, the S&P small cap, the S&P mid cap. ARC Innovation, 72% below its 52-week high. So, uh, again, uh, that was a little bit of a, a late comer for the S&P 500. The sentiment is very extreme out there, particularly interest rate-sensitive sectors. I watch relative strength indicators, short-term movements uh, in the markets, RSI. When you're below uh, 30, you are uh, pretty bad here. So REITs, utilities, financials, corporate high-yield bonds, or oh. Pretty uh, 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 ugly right now. The sentiment's very extreme in the personal, uh, in the professional investing community. So every month, Bank of America releases their survey of fund managers. These are useful because they're sentiment indicators, and when they're at extremes, they can have very useful indicators of where we're going. And these are very extreme levels here. So, for example, 72% believe that global profits will be weakening. That is the the worst level since September 2008. That's the great financial crisis. And it's useful to look at long and shorts and, and how uh, where they are actually going right now. So relative to the, to the last 10 years, they're long cash, they're long commodities, they're long healthcare, and they're underweighting equities in general, tech, European stocks and emerging markets. Another useful question to look at is what's called the most crowded trades. And the reason this is important, it's a good indicator when a particular trend is starting to top out. So right now, the most crowded trades are long oil and long commodities. It's 28, uh, let's just say 38 percent here. That replaced long tech many months ago. Long dollar is also very big, and short treasuries is also really big right now. So what's, what sentiment this crowded, what this implies, Carl, is essentially the long oil trade is starting to top out. And the, the theory behind most crowded trades is when everybody's in it, that's when it's probably starting to top out. And when you have really extreme levels, the 38 percent there for... Uh, long oil and commodities, that's an indication that that trade may be topping out. The bottom line here, Carl, is that this is a very, very different world than it was just a few uh, weeks ago. If you look at the biggest risk to the markets category, the biggest risk are hawkish central banks right now and a global recession and inflation. Look at that. It's all about inflation, hawkish central banks. Some people are worried about a systemic credit event. But remember the biggest issue a month and a half ago was the Russia-Ukraine conflict. It's number five now. Only six percent cite this. As the biggest risk to the market, as I mentioned, Carl, things are very, very different than they were even six weeks ago.
2: Carl, back to That's you. That's incredible, Bob. Thank you, uh, Bob Pasani. Jim, what's on Mad tonight?
1: Yeah. And I still
3: think that oil can go higher, but just because it's a small, too small part of the S and P, it takes you know, it takes a while. We have Indy semi on tonight. It's a SPAC semi. Uh, does a lot of stuff with auto, but we have to play tough because it is a SPAC. You know, SPACs just have been horrendous. Cost people a lot of money. Most. Most, most. Everything that was created in the last three years.
2: Just gaffed people. We were in a weird period, Jim. Yeah. People at home I feel bad begging for, for re- economic relief. Uh,
3: they should have just put, I don't know, Coke and Coke. It's tough. Yeah. Coke and Jack. Yep. Jack and Coke. That's right.
2: We'll get David one one of these days.
3: David, what
0: does this have to do with the price earnings ratio personal Not a thing. Thank my you. Friend, That's why the stock thing. is doing well. Yes, it is. the uh, Mixed bag actually for the pharmaceutical company. Mixed bag? Yeah, mixed. Do you figure out whether those pants are black Banks or Banks are up. Yeah, I can't figure out whether these are blue or black.
2: Uh, Jim, we'll see you at 6. Yep. Mad Thank Money at 6 p.m. Eastern time as the Dow's up 120, uh, 37.67 on this Tuesday. You've been listening to The Opening Bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street.
5: This podcast is supported by FedEx.